So Danny, many people know that I travel a lot, but somebody's on the road again. Yeah, this is so the difference between us is when you travel, you you bring your whole podcast set up, you, you do it all right, right? I'm clearly I'm on a built-in microphone. I'm in Jamaica on bad internet, and I I even forgot headphones, so I had to had to go bug our uh, one of my one of my teammates for headphones just to record this podcast. So I came very prepared. Oh yes, the the least headphones, which are the always the cleanest, best headphones to grab from. Yeah. From somebody, let me just take what was in your ears for the last year and put them right in my ears. Mm. Yeah, no, exactly. With uh, and it's literally the built-in Apple earbuds, which apparently cause like ear trauma. So you know, I mean, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really committed to making sure that you and I never have a missed week podcast. I should have called you on Sunday night, um, and just like recorded real quick because I was on a red eye. I took a red eye out Sunday night to to get to Jamaica, and I should have recorded before we left. But my apologies doesn't matter. What matters is we're here, we're committed. I'm in a hotel bed, positioned with the laptop specifically at the edge of my knees because that seems to be picking <laughs> up the best reception. Every time I like get comfortable, every time I get comfortable, the the Wi-Fi bars go down to like one or two. Oh no! Oh yeah. no! It's like you're in the optimal Wi-Fi antenna zone where it's just like, all right, right. don't just don't ever move. <laughs> you're good. That's cool. I, I actually saw you're getting on a plane, and I will say that what's in, what's nice about travel from Arizona that I I miss uh, moving to to Seattle is that to get down over to the the bottom right of the United States, so like mm-hmm. my you know Florida, Cuba, Jamaica, it's like so much shorter from from Phoenix. There's like everything about it is shorter compared to where we have to fly in, make a layover. Well, you know here. what's so hilarious about that? Is hmm. that I've literally had to hear it from everybody about the route I took. So everyone books their flights and they're supposed to kind of run it by like HQ headquarters before they because, you know, we bring the entire company here and, you know, it, it costs it costs a lot of money. So we're like, hey, let's make sure someone's not getting a crazy flight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But me having a company card like I would, you know, I thought I was like a big shot. I'm allowed to just book my flight. You know, I, I, I make financially conscious decisions. And I went with the very, very cheapest possible route to get to Jamaica oh, no. and from where I was. And I saved $300. Well, I went on a red eye to Detroit at 11 p.m., arrived at Detroit at 5.57 a.m. Then I had to rush across the airport for a flight that left at 7 a.m. from Detroit to Atlanta. And it literally was like, I got there and we were boarding into the new gate. Then I I went from Detroit to Atlanta, still having not slept at all. Then I had to lay over in Atlanta for a couple hours and then went from Atlanta to Jamaica. So I literally did the opposite of what you just said. <laughs> there were people from Vancouver who had shorter travel time than I did to Jamaica. <laughs> so, was this a was this a Spirit uh, Airlines or were you on Spirit or like what were you on? <laughs> no, I was on Delta. Like, okay, because so I just like booked a flight and then like Tosh was teasing me. She was like, "You should have." You should have run your flight by me, not even for financial decisions, but just so I could have told you that that was the dumbest flight ever to get and that you didn't need to go to Detroit on a red eye, you know? Well, you know, everyone does love Detroit, so I, I get it. Right. You were just missing, missing good old Detroit. And, yep. and uh, you know, that's that's lovely. I've made this mistake before. I've, I've done this for work or for for family travel, especially like when I was in college. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to take like 
I'll take the flight that literally takes me further away from the place that I need to go. So right. I can like backpedal a few hours later. Yeah, and after doing that, about, yeah, doing that after about four or 18,000 times, I'm like, oh, never again. Right. Let me just yeah. <laughs> let me just do this. But and, I'm and glad you made who, it. Yeah, I made it barely. And for those listening closely, you can hear chess.com CMO, chief marketing officer who just got out of the shower. He's my roommate mm. here. Mm, His name hello. is Brennan. Hey, Brennan. Hello, Brennan. Hey guys! <laughs> oh, there you go. He's, Famous. Uh, we have a we have a guest on this podcast. His name's Brennan, and he um he's a great roomie. We have a very romantic setup here on the uh, with a with a nice balcony overlooking the ocean. So um anyway, he just showered. He's gonna head down to our our conference. He's got the keynote today. So he's like the real boss of the company, and Eric and I just like kind of think we run things, but he kind of tells us what to do. So. Yeah, he's pointing at me. Yes, he agrees with that. So, <laughs> um, anyway, so there you go. But uh, tell us. So we uh, speaking of traveling, though, you have a story to complete from last year. We from last episode. We can't leave the viewers, the listeners, hanging on what exactly Mats has done with all of his extra boxes. Oh yes, I have. I have officially moved, and boxes are moved, and they're all gone, or so Heather thinks. Okay. Now the <laughs> the important. Awesome. The important part about boxes, you have to realize that boxes are very um, um, dimensional. They're usually in mm-hmm. box form, squares. Usually, Some, usually, yeah. sometimes, sometimes rectangles. Right. So, um, the thing about boxes that you can do with boxes is that they go into things. So they can go into drawers. They can go into nooks. They can go above things. And uh, so, my entire thing, I was kind of freaking out. So, I love to pack things. I'm not so much of an unpacker. I'm more of a packer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, we all to each his own. Yeah. Yeah. Because as I'm packing, I like to purge. I like to start donating, just get rid of everything humanly possible. Mm -hmm. And I don't like to, I I don't mind unpacking, but like, oh, I got to open this box. I got to do this. It's just, it's, 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 I'm not as fast as I would like to be. So we move into the new place and legitimately like Heather is done unpacking all of her boxes within two days just like done she's just like a beast she's like i love that's to like a, that's efficient for anything i mean did she, did she ever work at a ups store because if I not believe so. maybe she should consider a career path change yeah i think i believe i believe she's she was officially certified in one of those right. fastest box packer like in the like like the, like the guys who work at chipotle like burrito school right like yep. they are specifically trained to get more food inside of that flour tortilla than should be possible yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's not I don't know understand why or how they get so much in there, but it happens. <laughs> right, right. So, uh yeah, so so she's like done. Now I'm I'm a little bit slower now now realizing that I have too many boxes of things and these boxes mm-hmm. have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. And um well, I did do a big purge. I sold a, a lot of things on on eBay, but I start to I start to unpack and, and now we're one week in. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little bit like for, you know, second weekend. So we had, we got there the next week. I'm like, I'm a little bit like I'm not feeling so great about myself at this point because Heather's like six days in of being complete. And I'm here's James. You can't mm-hmm. even really walk into the second bedroom. <laughs> right. So and she's she's doing that awkward, like really being trying to be a good spouse, good, better half, like not going to point out the boxes, but going out of her way to like maybe struggle to get around them kind of yeah, thing. Ac- right? Accidentally <laughs> trip on a box here. Or accidentally there, trip know. on a box here or there. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's man, funny. it's it's so nice and clean in here. It's like so great, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh, OK. So uh, so <laughs> I do this. I do this thing where I open up my closet and 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 I and I start scouring 
I start scouring, right? So I start like, okay, I have this nice top shelf. So I just start stacking and stacking and stacking. <laughs> Getting them out of the way. Did you and break the boxes down or did you? Oh, these boxes many are full ways of things. To save, there's all kinds of space saving techniques with boxes, right? You find the biggest box and then play the, the Russian doll game where you get the little box and then the little box inside of that box. And then you get smaller and smaller, right? Boxes within boxes like Russian dolls. That's one way to trick your spouse into thinking, oh, you got rid of all the boxes, but really they're just all in the big box. Yeah. I, oh, I play that game. I play that okay. fiddle. Yeah. So that, that, that has been played. That's been good. And the problem is these boxes are full of things. There's full of stuff that I, I like, I want still, or for some reason we talked about the purging. I went back and I, I sold another uh, 50 items old. So I got rid of my old super Nintendo. I got rid of all my, my it. Xbox. Everything's gone. Danny. I'm so proud of you gone. for that. I felt it felt good. It was yeah. hard, but it felt good. And so now what I did is I, I started putting stuff on the top shelf and then all of a sudden the top shelf started to make some noises. It was all like, <laughs> hey, bro, hey, bro, what are you trying hey. to do? Hey, this is kind of heavy. Hey, yeah. could you get the box off? Me? <laughs> I don't so, know why the shelf has a voice of tally, but yeah. apparently it's like, hey, hey, hey can you help me out here? <laughs> yeah. I'm struggling a little bit. I don't I wasn't supposed to hold 185 pounds. So I. I started to have this like little nook. So now, so now the little nook is, is pretty stacked high. Um, and, and, and I have a bunch of drawers full with things and little does Heather know that actually at the foot of our bed, there are two additional drawers of things and I've now consumed those drawers as well. So I, I will say that while I have been purging, I have been doing well and I plan to do more, Danny, rest assured. Um, the no, boxes no are gone. From this side. Okay. The boxes are it. out of sight, out of mind. Okay, so they're not gone. They're just out of sight, out of mind. They're out of sight, out of mind. Now. <laughs> this is so great. So that's the box. Uh, honestly, part. this is not where I thought the story was going. I thought you were going to tell me a story of like, you actually, wait, wait. So you have actually completed because the shelf made noise. So you are done, done. I'm, I'm done. I mean, the box, oh, I mean, the done, shelf, done. I'm done. I'm done. Officially done. It happened. But the shelf Yesterday. isn't crying anymore. Like you no, the, the shelf. I took I took boxes off the shelf and then I tuck them under like my shoe thing and like I tuck ah. some things under the bed. And she's but they're not unpacked. They're just they're just out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. Now these are these are things that that they really have no place to go except I, I for love to be you in just a box. Keep avoiding my direct question. Like, have you completed unpacking or are the boxes just hidden? <laughs> this yeah. is so great. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. <laughs> oh yeah, this is awesome. I yeah, love it. So it felt really so good. Does, it feels as long feels as good. Heather feels like they're out of sight, out of mind, then that's all that matters, right? I think so. I think so. We we made a, a USPS run yesterday. We walked down this big old hill, dropped off twenty packages out the door. Boom, mm-hmm. gone. So let's see, I don't. Why do I need? I don't. Why do I need all this stuff? I don't. Mm-hmm. I, so I got rid of it. But I will go through and purge more. But um, it, it was it was it was tricky. Now I will say this though. Um, while some some listeners may not have enjoyed this little story about boxes, let me tell you a little story about kindness, Danny. Okay. Uh, so it's 2018, and I'm walking down the road, and I see this uh, old, adorable old lady. So adorable. Let me set up the situation for you. So she I'm, is I'm on the sidewalk in between. There's cars that are you know in the lane, like they're parked, and there's 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 businesses, sidewalk, cars, like a normal street. Uh, like a normal, normal, normalness. Okay. And this lady, normal she's street. This normal street. This little lady is so, so adorable, pretty old. She has a little walking cane, a little walking cane, hunched over just a little bit. And um, 
she starts to go through her purse. And I'm walking, I have some coffee at my Trader Joe's and I'm walking down the road and and her cane falls over, right? Her cane, boom, because she's getting in her purse. She's trying to find something. I don't know what she's trying to get. She's trying to get something. Mm. So um, I have a decision because I'm walking past her right now. Do I do I stop? Do I keep walking like a normal Seattle at a normal, right. a normal right. millennial? It's like, well, whatever, grandma will get it, right? right? Nay, nay, Danny, because I am a kind young soul. And um, I, I, I go, oh, let, let me help you there. I'll, I'll grab your cane. I want to be very transparent what I was doing, too. I want to be like, oh, I'm going to steal your cane, right? Oh, let me help you. Let me let me get your cane for you, right? So I, here you go, right? Boom. And she goes, oh, thank you so much, right? And she's going, and I, and I, and I go, and I, and I could just walk away at this point. And I go, okay, is, is there anything else that I could assist you with? Hmm. Like, you know, is there anything right. else? Yeah. And she and she goes and she goes, she goes, oh, no, thank you so much. She's like, I'm I'm great from here. And I go, well, you have a lovely day. And she goes, you have a lovely day, kind young gentleman. <laughs> I was going to say there could have been a twist ending in that and that what she was looking for in her purse was the, her mace spray because there was this jacked out kid on caffeine rushing toward her. So you stop to pick up the cane and she maces you oh, in the no. face. That would have been oh, that yeah. would have been the Tarantino version of this. Oh, that no. would have been like no act of kindness goes unpunished. No, I'm kidding. But I, I was thinking that while you were telling the story, I'm like, twist ending, old lady maces you. Because she was all scared. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. but that's awesome. You know what? You are a, you know what's so funny? You're you're telling the story and it reminded me of one of the things that I really got out of being in Russia was the respect for the elderly and um and and this is it's weird to say because i'm you know maybe some those those who grew up in this former soviet union and then uh, russia maybe they would disagree but from my perspective and being there um everybody's the older people old old ladies are everyone's babushka you know, old, old grandma. And you and if, if if an older lady or gentleman gets on the subway, like you get up and give them your seat without mm-hmm. even being asked. Right. Yeah. And it's just a, it's just the, the culture. And and I was thinking about it while I was there and I was like, you know, this is like a, uh, a it's also would not be would not be surprising or it wouldn't be um, against the mold if. You know, they have a visitor and they pull out like their their savings to make sure that they buy a ton of food for like a great dinner just for this person who's visiting. Right. Mm-hmm. And they did that several times when I was visiting places. It was like this young American like, hey, we got to like really make sure you throw a party. And, and, and it's within their culture that you, you know, any birthday party you throw, it's your job to spend a ton of money on your birthday and invite a ton of people like your job to give to them, not their job to give to you. Right. Mm, like people it. that throw birthdays, it's like. Not only would they spend a lot of money on a 50th birthday, but they would make sure to have like gifts for all the guests. Right. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. and I was and I was thinking about it like a little bit of a different mindset. And maybe this is what it's like to have a, you know, a country like an em- empires that have risen and fallen so many times that perhaps you have a slightly higher level of appreciation for your fellow man. You know, in the sense that like relationships are like all that matter, really, because like, look, like why? Why be why be kind of selfish, whatever, materially like we've been here before. You know, and I think that I think that there is something to be said for that, like a, a slightly older country, whereas like America sometimes I think has a slightly younger 
a perspective and a younger view on some of that stuff because they haven't been around as long or maybe we haven't our empires hasn't completely fallen yet although it may be on path to doing so so who knows right to <laughs> buckle up but you know i mean it's it, anyway I, I love that story and i love that you did that for that old lady and when i was in in russia every you treat every every babushka like they're your babushka and My you babushka. just uh, that's how you do it but the other thing i learned in russia actually while i was there 15 okay i lied on that i already knew what the rule of en passant was before I went to Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. But there were a couple of games where en passant happened. And I understand that you have a story that you'd like to share with everyone while you were texting me on Sunday about your your first, everyone remembers their first time, James. And mm-hmm. you now have your first time story to tell. Yeah, I, I, so I was, um, it's James' story telling morning. That's what's happening here. <laughs> and uh, so I had this little game going. And I, I wasn't doing well. I was doing okay. And um, I would say so far, you know, I'm playing this Talalang from Denmark, I believe. Norway. Yes. Den- I'm going to say Denmark, but um, it's Norway. Um, you know, in, from Norway. Is Denmark? Where's Denmark? No, those are different Denmark, countries. Denmark and Norway and Iceland are all the same country. Don't yeah, I was looking at the flag. They, I was like, I think it's Denmark. Too. Yeah, they love they love just be kind kind of being grouped in. So. <laughs> they love being grouped in together. <laughs> they love that. So they're, they're big fans. So I was in Nor- uh, Norway and I was doing OK. I wasn't doing great. We had already swapped queens. And uh, this this young gentleman decided to try to check me by putting a bishop um, um, in, in line with my king. Now, my pawns were in a peculiar situation where I had a A2, B3. C2. So just a little pop, pop, pop. I'd only need my move my B pawn. I was white. And um, and this gentleman here was kind of on the, the five stack. So had a pawn on A, the bishop on B, another pawn you on You got to have a C5. link to this game for the for I those will. who want to follow along while you're describing yes. this. And this is about it, This could be the most adorable explanation of a chess game I've ever heard. Go Keep yeah. going. I'm loving every second. So, so then he also had a pawn. So there's, there's three in a row on ABC matching up with my ABC. And then on D, D4. So it's a little bit down. It is another, is another pawn. So I go, oh, this is interesting. I'm going to, the natural move is to attempt to block the check. His, right. His check, his bishop by moving my pawn up to C4. Now this puts my pawn right next to his pawn. But what's great here is that if he takes my pawn with his bishop, well, guess what, Danny? I can then take his bishop. So he's he's forced Your to pawn move. on B3. I love exactly. it. Exactly. You can't the do whole anything. The plan makes sense. So then something on chess.com went awry and a glitch right. happened. Like Darn I, chess.com bugs. Darn bugs. Bu- these bugs. So I, all of a sudden, I'm watching and this, 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 this human being takes my pawn somehow and moves underneath the pawn like a checkers game like a checkers game (laughs) um and Uh, and i go surely this is a bug in the software this seems like a huge oversight so i text none other than the guy that writes the software clearly he's responsible then the gentleman that writes the software (laughs) daniel wrench and i go daniel i believe that there's something wrong with chess.com. Can right. you look at this game? I go, I played this move, but I'm very confused as to uh, as to what has happened here. Mm-hmm. And then Danny snarkingly replies. 
snarkingly replies. That's called an en passant. Google that. <laughs> cool. Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. Oh my God. I'm legitimately laughing. I love this story so much. And you have you don't even know that uh you don't even you don't even know like the level of how hilarious this is. In fact, I'm gonna share with you. I'm not going to even go do it right now because I don't even want to affect how good the internet has been. I'm worried the internet will be bad here yeah. in a moment. Um, I'm going to share with you a blog that none other than our CEO wrote of all these gathered stories from support where support gets tickets and messages almost exactly the same. Like people threatening to cancel their premium membership because of this bug. People saying like, how how is this possible? His pawn ate my pawn illegally uh the um like like the, the level i'm gonna share the blog because i can't even remember the the different types of descriptions but they are hilarious and people getting so angry about this and um and there's nothing else to say besides like how how is support who we train to always be validating the customer is always right right respond to these things and it's just so funny they always explain it like really patiently whatever but it's it's, it's a rule that is just not – even those who kind of know of it vaguely familiar, like until it happens in a game for like a beginner player, they really don't as – you, as you just described, right? C4 would have been a great move to block the bishop. You don't have to worry about your king supported by B3 if not for on passant, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and then all of a sudden it turns a great move into like a double question mark blunder because it was like a terrible move and on passant isn't magic. Like it's a completely legal – thing and and so when it happens it's like you know how could i forget about this but i so i did tell i did <laughs> i did respond a little bit snarkily but i was already enjoying the potential of this conversation in my head then i was like i cannot wait to talk about this with him because it's so funny and so on passant real quick i don't know how deeply down the on passant google hole you went when i snarkily told you to do that but basically he let me describe why on passant was invented and because I think it's actually a, an interesting historical chess lesson, and it'll explain why it's needed. Okay, are you open to that idea? Can I do I'm that op- real quick? I'm open. From my understanding, okay. these people are cheating. So, right. so go ahead. <laughs> and it, or or chess.com bugs. Either they found a loophole, or there's chess.com bugs. There's no other. So um, <clears throat> the as as the evolution of chess understanding evolved, um, this is kind of like after the the Duke had been renamed to the queen when the most powerful person in the world was the queen of France, Queen Elizabeth. Um, so the queen becomes the most powerful piece, but chess chess is evolving, not necessarily to the point of tournament play yet, but chess theory is, is starting to develop. As the moment you started tracking games and notating uh, the process and the battle you had with somebody is the moment you're developing the ability to learn from your mistakes, which is what develops into chess theory and understanding, right? People can now learn and dissect what happened in a previous game. And as people began to do that, and there were more organized events, the first, I think, organized tournament was somewhere in the 1500s, I think, maybe maybe for, but it happened in, in, in France, I believe. Um, but as, as theory developed and people started to understand, like, hey, everyone thinks they can try something new, but we know the best, the best area of the board to control is the center, right? Yeah. We now know that our pieces belong in the center with our best chances to destroy our opponent. Not only do the pieces belong in the center, but the quicker you can get your pawns in the center, the better, because they they take up space, they open up the lines for the pieces, and they restrict your opponent from putting pawns in the center, right? So this is this is where we're at. 
people started having games, James, where they would move their pawn in front of their king one square. The other guy would do the same thing with his king pawn one square. And then the next move was to move the pawn from that first square to its second square. Because at this time, the rules were still such that pawns could only move one at a time. Uh, so the evolution of chess has evolved to the point where we know we want the center, but the rules were that pawns can only move one space. So you can imagine what happens over time in casual play. What are people going to start doing? They're basically just going to start moving their pawn up two squares because if both sides are playing the best theoretical approach, they just know they're both going to do that. So it's almost like you gimmicky move it one. Don't even take your hand off. They do the same. You move it two, right? So the, the stories were that the casual games became, it became a joke and an unnecessary process to move the pawn one square or whether it was the pawn or the queen pawn. And because of this, the rule was actually changed in terms of play that pawns have the option, not the obligation, but they have the option to move two squares only on their first move if you yep. want to do this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So here was the problem with that. So now what ended up happening, the reverse because of that, en passant was not invented yet. Um, but in France, in tournament play, there were situations where just as you described, let's say somebody got their their pawns all the way to the fourth rank as black. Like he had this pawn on D4 and B4 and had worked so hard to have essentially what are better pawns compared to your pawns. Not trying to insult your position, but if you evaluate the purpose of a pawn moving forward to grab space for your pieces, as well as the potential of eventually promoting to a queen, it would be fair to say that pawns that are further advanced, as long as they're protected, are more valuable. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. So so people have outplayed the other. They have gained space and they have worked so hard to have better pawns. And then here comes some jerk like 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 our like our other person in, on this call saying, you know what, I'm just going to move my pawn right past this pawn. Yeah. And all the space they've gained now that the rules allow me to move to remember before they didn't before that pawn on D4 would have been much better than your pawn on C2 because you only had the option to move one. Now you can move two. So all that hard work is gone. So then the next rule that was invented roughly 20 years later after the rule to move the pawn twice was en passant, which said, hey, pawns can move twice only on their first move. And if you have a pawn on either the fourth rank is black or the fifth rank is white, if you've done that job, you also have the option, just like white only has the option, not the obligation to move to. But if they do on that move immediately only. You have to do it right away if you're going to en passant. You also have the option, not the obligation, to capture as if the pawn has moved one square. Mm. You're capturing the pawn in passing. So en passant, in passing, and you're only allowed to do it for one move. So that whole historical story there, sorry for the long-winded explanation, but that's literally the evolution of the rule of why en passant was invented and why it's needed based on how we currently play chess. And so it is not magic. It is not an evil chess.com conspiracy. And you also, you also didn't do anything wrong, okay? I'm here, a virtual hug, okay? But you did learn a valuable lesson, and as long as you're learning, you're never losing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a true, it's a true fact. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of, it, it does make some sense now that the history of the entirety of chess has been explained to me. Um, <laughs> because there, there are some special moves. Like when you look this up, there's the, the castling, like when you, you move certain yeah, yeah. pieces, and then the, the two on the first. And these are things that, they're so common nowadays that it's so common that you move your, your pawn to move to two spaces often and that you can, you castle and you can move things around, um, that you just kind of do it. It's like muscle memory. And then when you see that, it's almost like you need a little banner, right? So like when you get on passanted, uh, you need a little pop-up that says, did you know you just got on passanted? How did that, how did that how, happen? How could this hey, be? You know what? That is a great 
effing feature. I'm literally making a note of that. Why we don't have that already, like a little question mark bubble. You're like welcome. Someone I, goes, just save, save, like save it support. It should be a question mark bubble that says WTF on it, right? Yeah. <laughs> what, just, what just happened? Please don't email right. Daniel Wrench. He will right. have to explain. And then what it does, it links to this episode of the podcast. That would be so, so good. I, I cannot wait for this. And, uh, and we are going to add that feature. I'm literally going down to our meeting right now. I just got a text from Eric who asked, where am I? Because this is Eric's keynote this morning. It's the first day of the meetup. Um, and I'm supposed to be the one who reveals our shirt this year Ooh, that nice. everyone gets. So um, that's a great place to wrap it up. I'm going to go down. I'm going to report this feature. I'm going to wear the shirt. And I'm hopeful that very, very soon we will have this feature on. And I'm going to embed our podcast in his blog about the pawn, the cra- his crazy pawn, Ate My yeah. Pawn. Yes. That's where I'm going to put it. And so I think this episode is going to going to get some traction. I love it. I love it. Well, Danny, I'm glad that that we're embedding the podcast with the highest audio quality humanly possible. Highest. Highest. (laughs) Highest. How many times have I glitched out? Seriously? None. It's been actually really good. Jamaica holding in there, holding in there. Really? So the audio sucks, but I haven't glitched out. Okay, well, I'll take it. Yeah, your great Zencaster will magically mix it through some stuff and make you sound absolutely amazing. Well, enjoy Jamaica. Um, for me, um, it's, it takes some time. I saw it was 87 degrees. That's beautiful. It's going to rain here today. So perfect. Uh, I love, so. I love seeing, I just know that I'm with you in spirit, but not really in spirit. Cause I'd rather be here with the weather. Yeah, so exactly. You get it. Well, enjoy it. Uh, I love you. I miss you. Have safe travels and I'll talk to you next week. Love you, buddy. Peace. Bye.